Charlie Cox says in an interview with Marvel.com that the version of Daredevil slash Matt Murdock that we saw in the Disney Plus series She-Hulk, his character might have been on somewhat of a vacation. Also, the People's Champ is back. Black Adam takes the number one spot at the box office, earning $67 million domestically in its opening weekend. And today is October 24th. That means Isaac will be here to give us his previews for some of the books coming out this week on New Comic Book Day. I'm your host, Amir, and this is the One in 100 Podcast. So Charlie Cox sat down with Marvel.com talking about his appearance in the She-Hulk Disney Plus series. And basically what he was saying was that Matt Murdock was somewhat on a vacation in this series. Uh, He was out of Hell's Kitchen. So that means he was out of sight, out of mind. And this was very interesting to me because it kind of tells me that the Disney Plus series, uh, Born Again, the Daredevil series, Matt Murdock might get back to his old ways, you know, not having, you know, a lot of funny moments and things like that. It'll be a little bit more serious. But uh, this is what he had to say in his interview with Marvel.com. So the way that I like to think of it was that no matter what's going on in his world in Hell's Kitchen, when he comes out to do this little job, which is defending, representing Luke Jacobson in this trial, He kind of sees it almost like a little bit of a holiday or vacation. So his frame of mind is that he just he's just out of sight, out of mind of all the stuff that's going on in New York right now. He's away from all that for a few days while he takes care of this case. So that's what he had to say on Marvel.com, you know, about the the sense of uh, the mindset for Matt Murdock uh, while he's in California handling this case. Um, And like I said, I really like that they kind of did it that way because She-Hulk was somewhat of a uh, silly sitcom type of series where She-Hulk breaks the fourth wall and all those types of things like that. So taking this character, uh, Matt Murdock or Daredevil and putting him in this, uh, you know, this atmosphere or this world was a big change for him, especially for you know coming from his series where he was very serious he had you know very little jokes uh, and there was nothing funny about uh daredevil uh you know the netflix series so a lot of fans are kind of concerned about that being that we all knew that she hulk was going to be this style of a sitcom comedy you know bringing daredevil in there and then announcing that there's going to be a series coming uh, for Daredevil, we were kind of taken aback a little bit and really hoping that they would not make a joke out of this very serious character. But it seems like that's not going to be the case. I mean, he didn't really say that in the interview, but he kind of leans towards the fact that he's hoping that things will be back to normal for Daredevil and, you know, this character. So that when he gets back to New York, it's going to be business as usual. uh, And this show is going to be very serious. I really don't think uh, us fans have anything to worry about when it comes to Daredevil Born Again. I think it's going to be a serious, uh, a lot of fight scenes and action and everything like that. But I think Daredevil and Matt Murdock are going to really take this um, situation very serious. I don't think it's going to be any joke. So you don't have anything to worry about. But it was really cool to see that. Even he was kind of surprised a little bit by the way this character was going to be set up in the She-Hulk series. 
But with that said, you know, there's a lot of She-Hulk series and Daredevil comics out there. So let's kick it over to Isaac Rodriguez so he can give us the previews for some of the books coming out this week on New Comic Book Day. Hey, Isaac, what's going on, man? Listen, another busy week for comic book collectors. What were you able to narrow it down to for some of the books we should be keeping an eye out for? Hey, Amir. So we're going to start off with Moon Knight Annual Number 1. So this actually takes place from the perspective of, <clears throat> excuse me, Werewolf by Night. So um, the interesting thing about this is basically Werewolf by Night needs to save uh, his town. The only way he can save the town uh, is if he gets the blood of Moon Knight. And the really cool quote that they have here in the synopsis is uh, to re he requires the blood of the fist of Khonshu and Moon Knight doesn't bleed easily. So this is basically oh, wow. a, uh, uh, what is it, a, a round, what would you say, round three maybe? Because I know they've, they've yeah. fought a couple of times in the in the 80s. Mm -hmm. um, round three of Moon Knight versus Werewolf by Night. And at this point, we're already more familiar with Jack Russell because of the of the the movie that Disney Plus released. Right. Where we're uh, so now he's more of a familiar face, a familiar character. Um, and of course, we're familiar with Moon Knight because of the series. Uh, so basically, this is a a fight that we've been waiting for since the 80s. So it's it's a Moon Knight annual number one. That's the first one of the list here. Nice. Uh, next up with DC Comics, we have Riddler year one number one. So this is... Uh, a spinoff oh. off of the Batman movie from uh, Matt Reeves. So this is actually written by Paul Dano, mm -hmm. um, who played the Riddler in the Batman movie. And this is basically this book goes into um, the origin of that version of the Riddler from the movie and how he became the Riddler and how he became who he was. I know we get like a very brief rundown of it in the movie when he's kind yeah. of describing his origin to Batman. Uh, but yeah, this is a six issue miniseries, and I think it's pretty interesting because Matt Reeves is involved in it, um, kind of overseeing what it is because it's basically his world that he's, you know, opening up in this Batman universe. And then, of course, Paul Dano, the man behind the character is writing it. So I'm sure he's delved into the research before he portrayed this character. For sure. So I would say if you're a huge fan of the movie, this is definitely a book to pick up. Another one coming out is Damn Them All number one. This is from Boom Studios, new number one. Uh, so this is basically Boom Studios' version of John Constantine. He is a younger hmm. rock and roll type of looking guy. Uh, basically, he is a, uh, a cultist for hire. He does exorcists. He does a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, he looks... Not like John Constantine, because John Constantine wears that trench coat. This guy yeah. looks like uh like the lead singer from my chemical romance. You know, he's, <laughs> he's dressed very, very punk and everything. Um, but yeah, he's he's an anti-hero, and it's basically a whole new take on that whole idea of basically what John Constantine is, you know, fighting demons and stuff like that. Um, and it's from Boom Studio, so you know, they usually come out with some really right. good stuff. All right, up next we have a Marvel book, Strange Academy Finals number one. So we haven't had a Strange mm. Academy book in, in a good few months. 
Um, I think this is basically like their version of a of an annual, uh, but they're calling oh, okay. it finals. It's it's finals time. Uh, so at this point, their freshman year of Strange Academy is is almost over. Um, this might tie in to the Midnight Suns run because they oh. do mention about uh, their school kind of uh, right. falling apart at this point. Um, so it's all of them together trying to um, basically Strange Academy's perspective of what is going on in Strange Academy. And it's the first year uh, since I know the book came out like a good while ago, but it's they're still in their in their first year, uh, their freshman year. Uh, before they decide to to move on and become more mature with their with their abilities and their powers, so this is them in their finals. Um, and yeah, so we're gonna see where that where that goes from there. And last but not least, we have a trade paperback. It is Ghost Rider Volume One. This is from the most recent run. Mm. Uh, it collects issues one through five. And I know Ghost Rider since the beginning has been a very pulled comic. Um, it's probably one of the most pulled comics here in the store, uh, besides, you know, Venom uh, oh, wow. and all that. It's, it's very popular. Ghost Rider is, is definitely making a, a comeback. And um, this is taken through Johnny Blaze's perspective of Ghost Rider. So oh, it, it's going to oh. collect issues one through five. And I know that first issue is definitely a tough one to get. It's already on three printings. Uh, so if you have a hard time getting those first few issues, I do recommend getting the trade because you just have the first five and get it basically at a discounted price. Nice. And that is it. Nice. Nice. So good books there, man. Listen, I have been looking forward to that Riddler year one story. I think I talked about it maybe like a week or so ago, or maybe two weeks ago about Mm -hmm. how he came up with the idea of the book. He was actually just, Paul Dano was actually just making notes and creating an origin story while doing mm-hmm. the movie. Uh, yeah. And, and he shared his notes with uh, Matt Reeves and he was like, man, this could be a comic book. So uh, I'm really interested in seeing what kind of background story he created for the Riddler mm-hmm. for that one. That, that sounds really dope. Of course, I know everybody's going to love uh, the strange Academy thing, but can you believe I've actually never read an issue of that? And I feel terrible because I know that it was so good. A lot of people talked yeah. about that, man. And I feel like they put a trade out, but I don't know if it was if it was actually a trade or not. It was like it looked like an ash can, like it was a little yeah. bit smaller. Yeah, um, it was a small book. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's an interesting way of, of doing the, the trade paperback. And and speaking of trades, man, uh Ronnie Barnes, he posted uh the other day that volume four for Philadelphia is going to be yeah. uh, coming out this week. And, you know, he's like an extra bill, you know, Rodney Barnes, he's a great guy, but I feel like every month I have to pay <laughs> yeah. some type of bill to this guy. Cause his work is just so amazing. And I'll probably be uh, picking that up at the shop. Isaac, I'm not going to lie to you, man. <laughs> it's always, it's always him or, uh, or chips at ours that that's it, taking your money. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, definitely uh, let people know what's going on at the shop. If you have anything going on and uh, we'll, we'll get on out of here, brother. All right. So we do have a, uh, we're still doing that, that comics for grades. So if you guys are in the area or so happen to be in the area and you're with your kids, they so happen to have, you know, an A or, or two A's in their classes, you know, bring yeah. them by, you know, it doesn't have to be a physical copy. It could be an electronically, you know, if you can have access to their grades online, um, just show them to us. We'll give you guys some free comics. 
not only that, this upcoming weekend or next weekend, to be exact, we're going to be in San Antonio, Texas for a, uh, a convention called Big Texas Comic Con. We're going to have a booth there. Um, I'm going to be tagging along, seeing who I can uh, who I can meet. Some some pretty, yeah. pretty cool people are going to be there mm-hmm. um, looking looking forward to that. Um, but I'm sure Amir will give you more detail about that <laughs> as the week progresses. For sure. For sure. Uh, but yeah, man, make, make sure you guys get those tickets. You might not want to miss out on uh big Texas for sure. Uh, but Isaac, thanks again, man. You know, we love hearing what you, uh, are going to be getting in the shops this week. And these, these are just a small amount of the books, man. So mm-hmm. make sure you guys head over to, um, Kaboom comics in McAllen. Uh, that's where I'm at, you know? So if you want to come see me, you know, we can talk about some comics and stuff, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but it's, they have all, they have a, there. Yeah, they have a lot of books there. So go check them out, man. And uh, once again, thank you, Isaac. Thank you. Thank you, Isaac, once again for giving us those dope picks on what we should be keeping an eye out for this week when we hit our local comic book shops. Moving forward, Dwayne Johnson. You did it again, my friend. You sold this Black Adam movie. Uh, According to BR.com, it looks like Black Adam took the number one spot over the weekend, bringing in $67 million domestically. Um, This definitely shattered what a lot of people were expecting. I believe the the number was about $60 million, but uh, it actually brought in $67, which made more than the Shazam movie. So this is good news for Dwayne Johnson, man. It also made $73 million internationally, which comes up to about $140 million worldwide. Um, no one saw this coming. And if you go to the black podcaster spelled with a six, not a B, you'll see my review for the black Adam movie. And like I said there, this movie wasn't something that was going to knock you out your socks with the story, but it definitely took you on a fun ride. There was a lot of action. Um, uh, and that's it really just a lot of, <laughs> a lot of action, a lot of fights, a lot of blowing things up. It was a really fun movie, man. And you can definitely take your family to go see this movie. But, um, this was interesting because, Dwayne Johnson, when he was on his like media circuit, he was basically preaching that this was going to be the new era of the DCEU. And it seems like he could be right, you know, introducing the Justice Society of America in this and showing, you know, that end credit with, you know, a certain superhero with a red cape. I'll leave it at that if you haven't seen it yet, but we all know that he's in the movie. Um, This kind of showed that. DCEU really might be holding things together with Dwayne Johnson. Like they might be building on those big shoulders of his. And when you go back and you kind of look at the, the, the top five movies um, that were rated by uh, Rotten Tomato, you see that the audience score for black Adam is actually higher than all of them. So if you have, if you didn't get a chance to look at the rotten tomato score by the critics for black Adam, it was at 40%. Um, and the audience score is at 90%. So when you go back and look at these top five DCEU uh, projects before black Adam, you got peacemaker that was at a 94% critics rating, but at an 89% audience rating. 
uh, Wonder Woman. The first one was at a 93, you know, with the critics, 83 with the fans. Shazam was a 90 percent with the critics, 82 with the fans. And then Suicide Squad was at 90 percent and 77 percent with the fans. Birds of Prey was at 79 percent with the critics and 68 percent with the fans. So, yeah. I think the fan ratings are way more important than the critics ratings. And I don't know what it is with these critics, but sometimes I feel like they go into these superhero movies expecting them to be earth shattering. You know, not everything is going to be Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? Not everything is going to be the Batman trilogy, even though this has been the highest audience rating since the Batman trilogy trilogy by christopher nolan and christian bale so to me black adam did exactly what it was supposed to do it caught fans attention uh it made money so we know there's going to be a sequel coming um so yeah if you haven't seen this movie i highly suggest just go check it out man take all your expectations away go get you a nice big box of popcorn and a huge soda sit back and enjoy the ride because Dwayne Johnson definitely knocked this one out of the park um from in my opinion and a lot of other fans opinions but yeah yeah what what does it say about critics <laughs> and their ratings on Rotten Tomato it seems like it doesn't matter to me um so definitely go check that out enjoy it uh and it's going to be interesting knowing that Black Panther is right around the corner so Let's see how long Black Adam could hold on to this number one spot. But with that said, we're going to wrap things up. I thank you for tuning in and uh, listening to me and Isaac talk about some of the great things that we love. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow, Tuesday. We have a special bonus episode. I sat down with David Andre, the writer of Resonant and also the author of end after end he's actually he's co-writing that with tim daniels so that's a really awesome story and he talks all about it so tune in tomorrow for that bonus episode that bonus interview and then make sure you come back for wednesday uh james will be here he'll be giving us the reviews for his top picks on new comic book day and of course saturday the chibata boys will be back in the building doing their thing so tune in And make sure you hit that subscribe button, share with your friends, tell them to tune in to the one in 100 podcast. Um, And yeah, let us know what you're thinking about the show and all that good stuff. And that'll do it. I'm your host, Amir, and this is the one in 100 podcast.